This is Charlie's Kitchen. I'm on a trek to become a better home chef, and I'm here to share my experiences with you. I'm testing out cookbooks and learning new things, and each week I'll share with you what's on my menu. From wild successes to disastrous failures, you'll hear it all. So get ready and welcome to Charlie's Kitchen. Welcome back, friends, to another fantastic episode of Charlie's Kitchen. Today, we are wrapping up our uh, drive through Rachel Hollis's real-life dinners, finishing it off with another recipe from her uh, favorites uh, chapter, and this is braised chicken legs. So, let's get down to it. Um, actually, no, before we get started, before we actually just dive in... Um, uh, I need to, um, number one, I need to issue a retraction. <laughs> I I made an error. Uh, okay, I made a couple errors in previous episodes that need to be addressed. So um, my, uh, my husband, he listened to uh, one of the episodes. I believe it was on the, uh, the Brussels sprouts uh, pizza recipe, uh, recipe slash episode. Um, where I talked a lot about pizza and my love for pizza. And um, he pointed out something that somehow had slipped my mind. Um, I believe I said that bar none, my favorite pizza is Papa Murphy's chicken bacon artichoke pizza. But that is not true. There is a pizza in this world that I love more than Papa Murphy's take and bake chicken bacon artichoke pizza. And I'll tell you what that is. Um, and to do that, we have to take a little trip. We have to go to France. So um, Adam and I, um, I think I've mentioned before that Adam served um, a church mission uh, for two years in France. Um, he's a big fan uh, of the French language and French culture and um French food. <laughs> um, uh, and we took a trip to France um, in 2016. So a few years ago now. And um, one of the places that we went to um, was, oh, I'm going to I'm going to pronounce it wrong because I, <laughs> my French pronun pronunciation is not great. I, I believe it's pronounced Amiens, 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 something like that. Uh, it's A M. No, I'm not even going to try to spell it. Spell it because I'll spell it wrong. Amiens, I believe, is how it's pronounced. Um, I'm sorry if I got it wrong, um, Adam. That's uh, <laughs> that's on me. Um, and there's a beautiful cathedral there, and that's um, a, a city where he spent uh, quite a bit of time, I believe. Um, you know, he still keeps in touch with um, uh, one or two other people um, that he met while he was there. Um, it, he keeps in touch over Facebook. And um, uh, we met, uh, I was able to meet them um, when we went to visit, uh, which was really great. Um and this isn't this isn't about the the pizza at all. This was just about meeting friends. Um, but uh, we went to a restaurant there. Uh, we went out to uh, uh, lunch with his with his friends. Um, and let's see, what did we get? I think I got frog legs. Um, 
that's all I remember. <laughs> Maybe Adam got oysters or clams or something. Um, it was really, really delicious food. Um, uh, and while we were in France, um, a couple things uh, were, uh, what do I say? Uh, we, we did a, a couple things um, for like often, I guess, for eating while we were there. One thing was we went out um, and got uh, like breakfast pastries or breakfast foods um, at a uh, bakery um, several times <laughs> throughout our trip. I think we were there uh, in France a, a total of uh, about a week. Um, and so there's a place, I think it's called Paul's. Is I don't know if that's a, the chain. Um, anyway, it's this bakery where you can get these delicious, just amazing croissants, which is one of my my favorite um, bread items <laughs> that I love. And I, I, I've talked about that before too. Um, just just amazing, huge and crispy, flaky, buttery, delicious croissants. Um, another thing that we did is we'd get. Uh, uh, fresh baguettes and um, cheese from the uh, just the <laughs> regular grocery store, and we had that for lunch a couple times. Um, and then one night we went out for pizza, and this is while we were in Amia, um, and uh, we it, so there's a beautiful, a huge cathedral there. Um, it's absolutely amazing. We walked through it during the day. Um, I took pictures of all of the stained glass and like the colors that the stained glass threw on the floor. It was just totally beautiful. And just down the road from the cathedral was a little pizza shop on the corner. And so we went in for, for pizza and um, we were feeling a little um, uh, adventurous, wanted to try uh, uh, and a new flavor of pizza, something we'd never, uh, never had before. And so the pizza that we picked out from this place, um, was goat cheese and honey. And it sounds weird. <laughs> and it was, uh, totally new. Um, and so with, with this goat cheese and honey pizza, um, they also gave us like, uh, kind of like you get packets of, um, I don't know, mustard or, ketchup or whatever um uh, we got packets of chili oil uh, to go on top and so we we took this pizza back up um by the cathedrals right on um uh i think a river uh, runs past it um so we were sitting on a bench <laughs> eating this pizza um looking down at the river and people were probably looking at us weird because we're just a couple americans eating pizza <laughs> Um, but this pizza, goat cheese and honey, it is the best pizza I have ever eaten. And I have said I would go back to France just to eat that pizza again. It was amazing. It, it just the, the sweetness of the honey and the, the sharpness and, uh, just that distinct flavor of the of the goat cheese is just, oh, it was just amazing. And the crust was done just right. And then you get the, the, a kick from the chili oil. Oh my goodness. I can't believe that I had forgotten about it. I can't believe that I've let it slip from my mind. It's been too long. I need to go back and have another slice of that pizza. 
Oh, because it is so good. Um, so I'm thinking what I need to do. So I, we uh, just the other day, um, uh, I looked up <laughs> this uh, the city uh, on Google Maps and I found the cathedral and I tried to uh, scope out where the pizza place was. Um, I called Adam over and he helped me pinpoint which, which restaurant it was. Um, so we pulled it up on Google Maps and you could see the storefront and we were like, yep, that's it. That's definitely it. Uh, so luckily they had a website um, and they are still in business. That's another thing that we were worried about that maybe COVID had put them out of business. But no, they are still open, still still functioning and everything. And they have their menu on there with um, with a description of all the toppings that are on this pizza. So what I am going to do uh, relatively soon, because now that it's on my mind again, I can't get it off of my mind. <laughs> I am going to recreate that pizza. Um, I know it won't be quite as good, but it'll hopefully bring back, oh, bring back that memory and and all of that goodness. Oh, gosh. Yep, that's good stuff. <laughs> so goat cheese and honey pizza with spicy chili oil. That is my favorite pizza of all time. That is the the best pizza I've ever eaten in the world. And uh, <laughs> one day I will go back to France and I will buy another one of those pizzas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there, that is uh, my first um, uh, retraction slash uh uh, edit of a statement I have said previously, uh, Papa Murphy's not my favorite pizza in the world. Instead, it is the goat cheese and honey pizza, um, um, from Mosaic Pizza in Amiens, France. And gosh, <laughs> there you go. That is number one. <laughs> All right. Um, and so now that I've, uh, as I was talking about that, I forgot what number two was. <laughs> I can't remember what else I was going to correct. I'll see if it comes back to me. Um, Cause hold on. Give me, give me a second. Will it come back? No, it's gone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't remember what the other thing was, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll remember eventually and then we can get to it. Um, but uh, I guess second thing I'll talk about is that uh, my lovely husband, um, <laughs> he sent me my first fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, uh, email to uh, Charlie's Kitchen Podcast at gmail dot com, um, and that was uh, uh, he wrote a couple notes about the about the pizza, about how much the pancetta cost, and just outrage at that, and um, asking about the the uh, uh, oven element burning out because he didn't remember that happening in, happening in Orem. Uh, but I definitely remember that happening. <laughs> so um, I would say th thank you, Adam, for uh, being my my first um, my my first uh, listener mail. Um, I've I've responded and uh, was <laughs> was really excited to get an email. <laughs> um, and he has asked when he's going to be able to come on the show. So um, perhaps soon uh, we will get a hear from Adam as well and um, uh, share a little. Uh, share a little time together on the, on the podcast of talking about some of these recipes. So, so anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, where I wanted to start off. Now we can dive in, um, to these braised chicken legs. Um, the last, uh, last recipe here that we'll be tackling from Rachel Hollis's real life dinners. All right. So, uh, this recipe is, um, a great little one pot recipe. Um, you use, 
uh, a, a heavy duty Dutch oven. Um, I just love my Dutch oven. Like it's, it's so heavy duty and it's just, it's so fitting for recipes like this where you just cooking up a bunch of stuff in a pot and it, it browns the chicken really nicely. And then it just cooks everything awesome. So I, I love it. I, I love it, love it, love it. Um, so yeah. So, uh, with this, um, what you do here for this recipe, it's basically you get, um, two pounds of drumsticks uh, chicken drumsticks, and then, um, and you season them all over, uh, with like salt and pepper, garlic powder, paprika, oregano, cumin, chili flakes, and then some Worcestershire sauce. Um, and, and then you sear them, um, in the Dutch oven, uh, just for like two to three minutes per side. Um, and it took me two batches to fit everything in nicely. And yeah, like that Dutch oven browns it, um, it crisps them up really great. One thing that I wasn't sure, um, cause she says two to three minutes per side over medium heat. Um, my spices got real black. <laughs> so like, I know there's blackening spices, I don't know exactly what, you know, I, I know that's, they talk about it in Cajun food and, and whatnot, but, um, is there a way to like make that not happen? Like her, looking at her picture here, it doesn't look like she's got black flecks over everything, but, uh, I had black flecks on everything because uh, through the process of, of, uh, uh, searing the chicken <laughs> and uh, all my spices got burned. So it, it didn't affect the flavor at all. Well, I mean, maybe it did in a good way, but it didn't affect it negatively. Like I didn't have a problem like tasting like spices were burnt. So I don't know if that's just the aesthetics that changed or what. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you sear the chicken. Um, and then while that was going on, um, I was uh, chopping up all the vegetables. Um, uh, cause basically this is just a, a one, big one pot meal. You've got your chicken legs and you've got all these delicious vegetables. Uh, so it's a pound of red potatoes, um, four carrots, four celery stalks, a red onion, red bell pepper, and then a lemon thinly sliced. Um, so yeah, while I was searing the chicken, I was also going back and forth, um, with chopping up all the vegetables, getting those ready. Um, and then to my dismay, uh, I thought I had stocked up on white cooking wine. Um, cause you need two cups of it here. Uh, but no, I was all out. And then, so I was like looking for substitutes. I had like, uh, a half, like about a, cup of sherry left and then I thought you know I would just substitute that one for one but uh but I only had a cup left of that too um so I was like digging through the pantry like come on I thought I I thought I just recently stocked up of course I've got like a bunch of red wine but I haven't used any of that in a while oh man so <laughs> digging through everything that I had um, so I found the, the one cup of sherry and then the, the only other kind of cooking wine that I had other than the red, uh, was rice wine. And I've got two different kinds, um, that I got from the, uh, uh, the Asian market. There's, um, oh, what's it called? Mirin. It's a like sweet seasoned cooking wine, uh, rice wine. And then Michu, um, which I don't know. 
I've, I, I used it for one recipe a long time ago. I have no idea, uh, <laughs> what it was. Um, but, uh, <laughs> the label's all in Chinese, so it doesn't have any description other than rice cooking wine <laughs> and then, then the name Michu, which, uh, which is what the recipe is called for so that I know that I'm picking out the right thing. Um, it smells really strongly and it's not as sweet as the mirin. So I thought it would be a good substitute. <laughs> so what I did is I did half sherry and half of the Michu rice wine uh, to substitute for white wine. <laughs> and I think that might've been a little bit of a mistake because I think like I don't, I I really know pr practically nothing about alcohol and cooking with alcohol and different kinds and and uh, all that. Uh, I think the meat is really strong. <laughs> like, I think you think it's a little too strong because um, there was just there was something not quite right about using that for <laughs> substitute. <laughs> so yeah, it was. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, here's here's what you do with it. So you, um, after you brown the chicken, then you you take everything out, um, and then you add um, the wine and some uh, mustard uh, to it and cook it down for about three minutes. And gosh, even it, like it burned my eyes, it burned my nose, <laughs> the smell of the the wine cooking off. Oh, so yeah it was it was so strong um after so after you do that and you make this nice little mustardy sauce um then you you put in the vegetables and lemon slices top it all together and put the chicken on top and then you put the pot in the oven cook it for 50 minutes um and boom that's all you have to do but uh yeah that the, the smell of the alcohol that hung in the air for the rest of the night like it was i well maybe it was in the air maybe it had just burned off my my nose hairs and was like lodged in my nose i don't know but it was uh it was a bit too strong um so yesterday when i uh did my shopping i i stocked up i stocked up on on white wine and uh and on sherry as well so that i won't be prepared for the next recipes that the that calls for those that I don't have to try and substitute with something that I know nothing about. So <laughs> that's all there is to that recipe. Like it was, um, it, it came together uh, really easily, uh, between searing the chicken and chopping up the vegetables at that same time, like that, the timing there worked out really great. Um, and then you cook down your wine and then put everything in and put it in the oven. Um, I will say 50 minutes here, um, that I think that might have just been a, a little bit too long because the chicken was uh, a little bit overdone and the potatoes were extra soft. So I probably could have cut that cooking time down even a little bit. And and then you'd have um, uh, dinner ready in just about an hour. Um, and like she quotes about an hour here in time. Um, but... Uh, um, but I think it took me a little longer. Maybe it was, um, oh, the cooking down. No, I only did that for three minutes. Um, I don't know. Something here took a little bit longer. Uh, maybe it was the searing because let's see, three, two minutes per side, two batches. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Something something took a little bit of time and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Like it's super easy recipe to to throw together um and uh the I thought the chicken tasted really great. Um I uh I'm not usually a big fan of of drumsticks just cuz I don't like all the like cartilage bits and like weird things that you can't really chew through. I don't I don't like coming across that in my chicken. Like I'm pretty picky when it comes to um picking chicken. <laughs> like I just I hate finding little things and pieces of bone and whatever. Um but I thought that this tasted really great. Um, and then there were the vegetables and sauce. <laughs> I think this is my fault here. This is, I think this is totally a hundred percent completely the fault of the, the rice wine <laughs> overpowering things. Like it was just a little bit too strong. Um, so a little bit too, I guess, tangy, I'd call it, um, and a little too sour. Um, but for the most part, like the, I feel like <laughs> I, I tried to think about what it would taste like if I had used white wine instead. Um, and I, I think it would be delicious. <laughs> so there's my, my unofficial review of the, the real recipe is I, I think it would be delicious. Um, but with the rice wine, it's a little too strong. Um, uh, Adam said he thought this tasted like something that, uh, uh, French peasant farmer <laughs> would would serve and eat, um, and I could see that like the just the combination of all the vegetables, and then you've got your chicken on top. Like um, there was something very familiar about the sauce um, and about the vegetables. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it tasted very familiar. Like I've had a taste <laughs> and um, a food like that before. Um, but I couldn't quite put my finger on, on what it was. Um, um, but yeah, it's like mustardy, uh, tangy roasted vegetables. Um, very, uh, very tasty. Um, just a little too strong, a little too hard on the alcohol. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's the braised chicken legs. Um, I'm sorry that I messed it up. <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't look ahead and then in, in my pantry and know that I was almost out so I could give you an, a, a fully accurate review on this. But um, uh, I think uh, I think it, it would be excellent if prepared as uh, as written. <laughs> oh man. Yep, that was it was good. And and Declan ate the chicken. Uh he picked at it at first and there were like uh bits that he wouldn't eat, like just the the outer um bit of the uh drumstick that he wouldn't eat, but like I I tore up all the uh the insides um of the chicken and he gobbled it right up. So that's good. <laughs> that is excellent. <laughs> so uh there there you have it. There is uh braised chicken legs um from Rachel Hollis's real life dinners. Um this is uh this was a very good recipe and I'm I'm sad that I messed it up. <laughs> so uh all in all let's just do a, a quick recap of this book. Um I think there is a lot of good here. Um, a, a lot of quick and easy meals, a lot of family pleasing meals. Um, there's all kinds of different f flavors and cuisines and, um, 
uh, just a, a variety of stuff to, to cook up. So if you're looking for uh, a good cookbook that's got, um, you know, stuff for uh, good weeknight dinners, stuff that'll please your kids. I think this is a, this is a great book to start with. Um, I think I could probably do another uh, another week or two out of this uh, out of this book if I uh, if I didn't have to send it back to the library. So um, this has been Real Life Dinners uh, by Rachel Hollis, the the cookbook that we've uh, tackled the last two weeks. So. Yeah, if you uh, feel like giving it a try, I'd say see if your local library has it. Because, um, yeah, there's good stuff in there. Um, all right, so that wraps it up uh, for this book and for uh, today on Charlie's Kitchen. Um, next week, we will be getting into a, a book that my my mom found, and um, she sent me a copy. Uh, it is a Betty Crocker cookbook. Um, the title is Lost Recipes, um, Beloved Vintage Recipes for Today's Kitchen. Um, and so she, uh, she had talked about, uh, told me about this uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and pointed out some of the, the, the cool things that they have in there and talk about tea parties and, uh, a retro, retro tiki party and, um, just different recipes from the past, um, that have been, uh, kind of forgotten, I guess. <laughs> um, and they, uh, what they've done here is they've updated, uh, some of these more vintage recipes, um, so that they, work better in today's kitchen, whether it's replacing certain ingredients that you can't find anymore or uh, changing up methods based on, you know, how we, uh, how we cook today versus, um, back in the day. Um, and so, and they also, it's really cute. They've got excerpts from the 1961 Betty Crocker cookbook and they talk about the history of Betty Crocker. So, um, being that my, um, my favorite, uh, in-house, um, or, uh, I guess just my, the, the one and only cookbook that, um, that I will always turn to for, um, for basic cooking, uh, stuff is my, uh, Betty Crocker's cookbook. Um, I'm really excited to see what they have in here in this new, um, uh, cookbook lost recipes. So, uh, that is what we will be getting into next week. Um, but until then, I hope that, uh, you are having a great week and that you are eating well and being happy. So, uh, please, uh, tune in next time to, uh, hear about our next cookbook, Betty Crocker's lost recipes, um, and hear about, uh, all the great things that we're going to be getting into there. So, Thank you very much for listening to Charlie's Kitchen. As always, it's my pleasure to be speaking with you, and I hope to be back with you again really soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>